are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Wednesday, August 25th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, Managing Editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan and still processing the roster transactions the Dolphins announced yesterday to ensure that they are compliant with the new deadline of 80, or in the Dolphins case, 81 players in the build-up to whittling the roster down to 53, uh, which will come next week. Uh, believe it or not. So that is going to be just around the corner to get to a 53. Today on the show, a little bit of a reaction to the names who got the axe yesterday for Miami. Uh, And then we're going to revisit the original pre-training camp active roster projection that we had put out and update it. We're going to look at what names uh, have earned a spot uh, what names are new faces that were not there at the start of camp? And this is a really, this was a really tough exercise. I had mentally prepared to sit myself down and and go through this, and then the Dolphins made the transactions that they made yesterday, which included two players that I would have had on my 53-man roster uh, that are now no longer going to be part of the equation for the Dolphins. So uh, that is a great illustration uh, with some 17 spots to still get rid of that what the Dolphins are facing this month, later this month, or I guess at the beginning of September, this is a heck of a transformation. When you consider this roster rebuild is three years old and the first year they literally spent just tearing everything down, there are some roster spots that are going to be very difficult decisions for the Dolphins. And we've known this, right? Uh, But Brian Flores and his press availability on Tuesday morning uh, said it would be, quote-unquote, fair to say that there are three or four or potentially more spots on the active roster that are still up for grabs. And his message to the the players who are in those shoes is uh, work hard and take advantage of the opportunities that are ahead of you um, because that's the name of the game. So who got the axe from the Dolphins? Who got cut? Well, we can start with offensive lineman Jermaine Illuminor. It was a little bit of a surprise that he got cut. I think you could look at the the numbers game and understand why, because they have the roster versatility that they do uh, to, or the positional flexibility that they do to be able to play guys at center slash guard or guard slash tackle and left side and right side and so on and so forth. So I get it. I thought Illuminor played great in the preseason game against Atlanta. And if I were to do a projection as of Monday, I probably would have snuck him in in front of, like, Robert Jones. Uh, But Jones is still here, and Illuminor is not. Uh, Illuminor was one of the players cut. Uh, Isaiah Ford also cut. No surprise there. I think that's the 10th or 11th time the Dolphins have cut this poor guy in two years. (laughs) He's the new Ray Fenga. Uh, on, off, on, off. Uh, if the Dolphins sustain uh, any injuries at wide receiver when the regular season rolls around, would not be surprised if Isaiah Ford is a guy who gets his name called. Robert Foster, cut. 
coming into camp, I did not have Ross, Robert Foster on my formal four Dolphins wire 53-man roster projection, uh, but I always thought he had a really good chance. The emergence of Mac Hollins as a receiver on top of his special teams ability is the deciding factor. That I mean, that that made that a fairly straightforward decision for Miami. I understand why. And then the big surprise. Lynn Bowden Jr., not cut, but placed on injured reserve for the Dolphins. And here's what the injured reserve rules look like uh, if you're not familiar. If you are placed on injured reserve before the cut down to 53 players on your active roster, you must stay on injured reserve for the entire season unless you waive that player with an injury settlement and sign them to a new contract. This, to me, suggests that Bowden is done for the year and that this is a developmental stash to keep Bowden in-house in the midst of a very busy wide receiver room. And, and look, Albert Wilson, expiring contract. Will Fuller, expiring contract. There are names that are not locked in long-term that if you can keep Limboden in-house and he can continue to develop as a route runner, he's going to have a, a strong chance to make the roster next year, depending on what the team chooses to do at wide receiver long-term. But man, I was not expecting a full-season injured reserve stash. And again, that might not be their plan, but just understanding the injured reserve rules... The understanding at this point in time is the only way Lynn Bowden Jr. sees the field for the Dolphins or for any team is with an injury agreement that's a settlement. You cut him, terminate his contract, he clears the waiver wire, and then you can sign him again as a free agent. That, to me, suggests as a young player coming into his second year, kind of a numbers game proposition at wide receiver, he has a hamstring issue that sounded like it was not going to be a minor one. It wasn't de a devastating injury, but nevertheless, uh, a challenging one. This feels kind of like a stash. And then when you add in linebacker Kylan Johnson, who's on the reserve COVID-19 list at this point in time, that is the five players the Dolphins needed to get to 81 uh, because they had Derval Nito uh, as a international player exemption. So their cut is not 80. It is 81 players. So, Kylan Johnson on COVID reserve, cut Illuminor, Ford, and Robert Foster, and Limbo Jr. on the injured reserve list. And that is how the cookie crumbles to get to this point in time. Roster cuts, injured reserve, 53-man roster projections. It's that time of year again. And all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron. And the start of football season is upon us. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season open between the Bucks and Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Don't wait. Take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So where does that leave us with the active roster? Uh, the projection for the active roster, I should say. I, I can tell you this. This exercise sucked. Trying to get this thing down to 53 players. Um, of the original players that I had had on at the start of training camp, this was right when they signed uh, Shaq Griffin, and I put Shaq Griffin in the, the last linebacker spot, so I believe it was like July 23rd. It was about a month ago. At this point in time, the following names have been dropped off of that original projection for whatever reason. Performance of other players, there's already been a, traction, a transaction involving them, emergence of somebody else, yada, 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 yada. Patrick Laird, off my projection. Lynn Bowen Jr., off my projection. DJ Fluker, off my projection. Jason Strobridge, off of my projection. And Shaq Griffin, off of my projection. So that leaves us with, based off my one month ago pre-start of training camp projection and forecast versus where we are now, I've exchanged out five different players. I may or may not have also... Bought myself a little extra wiggle room thanks to the technicality that because Will Fuller is suspended for week one, uh, he will go on the suspended list and will not count towards the 53-man roster for the start of the season. So we're going to go through this thing position by position. We're going to acknowledge the names that made the cut and any exchanges or swaps that were made uh, throughout the course of the, the past month with my original projection versus the here and now. Quarterback, I've got two. They won't surprise you. Tua Tonga-Vailoa and Jacoby Brissett. Uh, as as promising as Reed Sinnott looks at times, he was a, a UDFA quarterback. He's the third-string quarterback in this market with this roster and the depth that you have. I cannot justify saving a roster spot for a third quarterback on the active roster. I can't do it. I didn't have that originally. So we're staying chalk at quarterback. We do have change, and we have change at every other position room on the offensive side of the ball. We do have change at the running back position. I'm keeping four at this point in time. Gaskin, Brown, and Ahmed. Those three were the original three of four, and I originally had Patrick Laird on this list. But as we've talked about on this show, and I talked about on WQAM on Tuesday morning with Joe Rose and Zach Krantz, the emergence of Savan Ahmed Somebody who's making some plays in the passing game, I do think makes Patrick Laird a little bit more disposable as a, as a third option as a pass catching back. And I'm putting Jared Dokes on. Dokes ran hard against Atlanta. I admire how hard he ran the football. Uh, they invested a draft selection in Dokes this year. Uh, I think as a backup power option, there's enough there between the investment that they made and his specific skill set and serving as the backup power back, that I'm keeping Jared Dokes over Patrick Lair. At wide receiver, I originally kept seven. This current forecast keeps six because, again, I tapped into the technicality of Will Fuller being off the active roster 
because of his one-game suspension. Uh, so my original group was Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Lynn Bowden Jr., Albert Wilson, Preston Williams, Mac Hollins, Will Fuller. Parker, Waddle, Wilson, Williams, and Hollins are still on. Obviously, Limbo and Jr., what feels like an injury stash, I'm putting Jakeem Grant on instead of him, and I'm moving Will Fuller to the suspension list. So that is the six. Parker, Waddle, Grant, Wilson, Williams, Hollins. It really it hurts my soul to leave Kirk Merritt off of this list. I don't want to talk about it. I don't, and to be completely honest. If he clears waivers, I'm absolutely putting him on the practice squad, and I am absolutely going to be protecting him on a weekly basis. But that's a bit of, a, of an if. We'll see how, what kind of performance he goes out and puts on display. Hopefully because of the numbers game and the volume of receivers that are, that are going to be cut in the next eight days, Merritt can survive that initial chaos and shuffling, and Miami can have him as somebody who on any given game day, you can call him up. Why did I move Will Fuller over when I didn't have that originally? And it's because I I had to add this fifth tight end to this tight end room. And I almost cut Preston Williams because I'm considering Mike Gusecki at this point a big wide receiver. Uh, But Durham Smythe has been getting a lot of run as the preliminary hand-in-the-dirt guy. Adam Shaheen, red zone receiving threat. Mike Gusecki, big flex tight end. Hunter Long, this would have been an easy one to say, well, we're going to put him on IR because he had the knee injury. He's back playing 20 freaking snaps against the Falcons two weeks later. And then you got Seathan Carter, who the team signed to a two-year deal this offseason. And, of course, he has a bit of a, a, a bump. Uh, he suffered against Chicago. Uh, it's not where it's a knee bruise, not reported to be anything significant. But I think that investment gives him an inside track to, to make the roster as well as a versatile player. So I got six wide receivers and I got five tight ends because the numbers game is just impossible to figure out. So I had to will, move Will Fuller over, and then after week one, somebody's probably going to get the hammer dropped on him, whether it's Preston Williams, doubt it would be Jakeem Grant, one of the tight ends, whether it's Seaton Carter, whatever. I think Seaton Carter's probably last on this pecking order. And I think Preston Williams is probably last in the pecking order amongst the wide receivers. So I don't, But I don't think you could keep 12 active players who are pass catchers on your active roster with five tight ends and seven wide receivers. I don't think that's sustainable. So instead of cutting an offensive lineman or a defensive back, somebody in that room when Will Fuller's ready to come back, I think it is going to be due to come back. So through the skill players, I've swapped out Dokes in favor of Laird. I've swapped out Grant in favor of Lynn Bowen Jr., who was placed on IR yesterday. I've moved Will Fuller over to the injure, or the, the suspension list to make room for my fifth tight end in Durham Smythe. Everybody keeping track? It's only going to get uglier from here. This thing is a freaking bloodbath. Offensive lineman. There's two new faces versus the original projection. I have the team keeping nine. Players originally on the list were eight. Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Michael Dieter, Robert Hunt, Liam Eikenberg, DJ Fluker, Matt Skura, Jesse Davis. Obviously, Fluker already cut from the team with an injury settlement. In his place, 
I'm keeping Greg Little. Team just traded for him. They wanted offensive tackle depth. It was reported. This is a former second-round pick, very toolsy player. Makes all the sense in the world to keep him on the roster. And my extra player is somebody who this, their spot would have gone to Jermaine Illuminor if Jermaine Illuminor was still on the team. Obviously, he was cut yesterday. Robert Jones, the UDFA from Middle Tennessee State. Little Birdie told me the Dolphins have had their eye on him for quite a while. Obviously, they, it was a big deal for them, big win for them when they secured him as an undrafted free agent. Uh, they had a chance to coach him at the Senior Bowl. Played right tackle at Middle Tennessee State. Playing guard now. Kicking ass with Liam Eikenberg in the fourth quarter, third and three. Double team the A-level. Get five yards, ice the game. I got Jones on the list. So swapped out for my original forecast. I swapped out. Greg Little in favor of DJ Fluker. Excuse me, I swapped out DJ Fluker in favor of Greg Little. Uh, That transaction was settled three weeks ago. And I added Robert Jones. So offensively, I have 26 players. You got three specialists. You do the math, that means we got 24 defensive players. We'll go ahead and get the pleasantries out of the way with the specialists. Kicker Jason Sanders, punter Michael Pilardi, long snapper Blake Ferguson. Yeah, we're staying chalk there. So some moving and shaking on the offensive side of the ball. You know what else gets me moving and shaking? Good old Built Bar in the morning. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are absolutely delicious. They ain't getting cut off of anybody's active roster in their cabinets. High in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. 100% chocolate on all their bars. They have a bunch of different delicious flavors for you to choose from. So whether you're looking for something that's keto-friendly, something to grab and go, something as a meal replacement, something post-workout, you name it, Built Bar can be it. So visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you could save 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Defensively, we have 24 spots to fill. I had originally had 25, 25, and 3. It's my split on offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, But because of this mess at wide receiver and tight end that we have, somebody had to take the L. And the person who's taking that L is on the defensive line. Uh, My original group with my forecast from the beginning of training camp was Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, Zach Sealer, Emmanuel Ogba, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, and Jason Strobridge. I have removed Strobridge from this formula. Uh, it was not an easy decision. This, uh, of course, was a fifth-round pick uh, by the team in 2020. Uh, but at the end of the day, Strobridge, I think he's developmental as a pass rusher. I think the value of John Jenkins as a backup true nose tackle is kind of hard to ignore. Uh, Adam Butler has gotten some good run thus far in the preseason. Uh, He's obviously kind of a rush specialist. But I think the emergence of of Brennan Scarlett, uh, who did make my original forecast as well, um, probably makes it easier to kind of go with a couple more hybrid stand-up outside linebackers slash defensive ends uh, from wide angles. Uh, So in addition to the six names that I'm keeping, 
at defensive line, Wilkins, Davis, Sealer, Agba, Butler, and Jenkins, I have four more kind of hybrid linebackers. And there's some bigger guys. There's some smaller guys here. Jalen Phillips, Brennan Scarlett, Vince Beagle, and Andrew Van Ginkle. So that gives you a grand total of 10 guys who can play up front on the line of scrimmage. And if you think about it, you go with a five-man front, uh, the three down linemen who are, are most often going to occupy in bare fronts or mint slash tight fronts, depending on uh, how, who you're facing and what their opposing personnel is going to look like. And then you have two linebackers who can walk up and play on the line of scrimmage and either rush the passer or contact and collision and help set the edge against tight ends. Two. And you get a two deep of that at every position across the board. That, for me, uh, is enough depth and it's enough rotational ability between guys who can play in the B-gap as four eyes or five techs that Strobridge is redundant enough that I can take the L there and transition him off of the roster projection and take my chances elsewhere. So that's the only change from the defensive line and hybrid linebackers is Strobridge off the list, effectively making room for uh, one extra player on offense, whether you want to choose to classify that player as Durham Smythe, you want to choose to classify that player as Robert Jones. Linebacker. We have a change here as well. Uh, the original forecast was Baker, McKinney, Duke Riley, and Shaq Griffin. I appreciate the energy that Shaq Griffin brings every single day at practice. But my guy did not have four sacks in a game like Sam Aguavin did, and therefore Aguavin is making this roster projection at this point in time. Baker, McKinney, Duke Riley, they're all on. Aguavin has had a great camp. He popped in training camp when they first put the pads on. Uh, he obviously popped against Atlanta. And I think that is enough for me at this point to forecast him making the roster over top in favor of Shaq Griffin. That is the last change versus my original forecast. That does not mean it is the last hard decision. Because in the defensive backfield, between safeties and corners, uh, I did not find a spot for Crivon LeBlanc. I did not find a spot for Jamal Perry. I did not find a spot for Clayton Fejdler. I'm going out on a limb a little bit with forecasting Trill Williams to make the team. But I have six corners, and I have four safeties. Ten guys in the defensive backfield. Xavier Howard. Byron Jones, Justin Coleman, Nick Needham, Noig Benogany, Jason McCord, Javon Holland, Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones, Trill Williams. That's 10 defensive backs that make the list. If somebody was on the bucket or on the, the bubble, it's obviously the UDFA and Trill Williams, especially if Jason McCourty is going to be playing safety as a majority of the time. If that is the case, then your four safeties could be McCourty, Holland, Rowe, and Jones, and Trill Williams, you can literally exchange him for anybody. You can swap him out if you want for LeBlanc. You could swap him out uh, for Jamal Perry. I really wanted to get Jamal Perry on this roster. Uh, but Trill Williams, his tools uh, are undeniable. He was a, a commodity when he first got waived with injury from the Saints. The Dolphins secured him. 
I would hate to see him go. I think his developmental potential is huge. The Draft Network had him, had him as a fringe top 100 caliber selection had he not fallen via injury. So I'm staying chalk on the defensive backfield. Howard, Jones, Coleman, Needham, Igbenogany, McCourty, Holland, Rowe, Jones, Trill Williams. The same 10 that I had a month ago, I'm standing firm on those guys. So again, looking back to the start of camp, I'll take this. You can't forecast Greg Little getting traded for or Lynn Bowden Jr. hurting his hamstring and getting stashed on injured reserve. But at the end of the day, I have a handful of new names and I have five guys who fell off the pace. Laird, Bowden Jr., Fluker, Strobridge, Shaq Griffin. Original forecast, no longer making it on my updated forecast, and then, of course, Will Fuller with the technicality of stashing him. We'll see what else the coming week brings for the Miami Dolphins. But I can tell you this. This was a fun exercise, but it was a hard exercise. And I can't stress enough. People want to talk about Chris Greer and the job he has or has not done. I admire the fact that there are this many hard decisions for the Dolphins to make when you consider where they were just two years ago. I hope the the choice for you to return and come back and listen to another episode of Locked on Dolphins this week is not a challenging one. I would kindly encourage you to hit subscribe and keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this updated roster projection for the 2021 Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.